Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 478, contains guest host Madeline Ray, adult industry news and notes, and an interview with the beautiful Rachel Cavalli. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Dangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 478 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the amazing content creator and cam model extraordinaire. She is your mushroom maiden. She is the fungi femme fatale. She is everything you could possibly want in a gardening sex pot and more. She is Madeline Ray. How are you doing today? It's a me. Um, I am great. I Good. finally got all the dirt out from underneath my fingernails. Okay. Because garden life. Because you know. garden, right? <laughs> that makes me wonder. I am not a fan of women with long nails, and I obviously picked the wrong industry to be involved in. <laughs> but because you are someone that is so earthy, if you will, are you someone that tends to keep your nails short just out of necessity of daily life? You know what? I actually stopped like getting acrylic nails probably about three or four years ago. And now I just let them do what they do and they don't get super long, but they will get to a point where they're just like, ah, fuck it. We're jumping off your fingers. Like they just break all of them at the same time. They're like, nope, we're done. (laughs) So I mean, I, I let nature do its thing there. Yes. Do you have very soft nails? No, actually I don't. Wow. Like they're they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I can usually get about like, I don't know, a month or so out of them before they're just like oh, and it's wow. always okay. the middle fingers that go first. Well, that's <laughs> because you are literally double burning everybody through your daily life. They just get worn out. Just they, worn. And I think that's it. They're just like, you know what, R. I. P. baby. That's right. We're out. <laughs> they're just plum tuckered out. <laughs> so with episode four seventy eight, it is going to be Madeline Ray is going to be myself, and there's also going to be an interview with the beautiful Rachel Cavalli. You will hear that in the second half of the show. The first half, at the end, we kind of talk about it a little bit. You guys know what this is all about. I've only done a zillion of these, so get ready for it. Damn Almost it. 500. We're getting there. I, <gasps> I kind of planned it out because for july i or excuse me for june i was doing one episode a week just to kind of get caught up on life stuff and now i'm back to doing two a week so i just kind of did a soft layout or Mm. that's that's actually what i call sex with myself Uh, (laughs) i did a soft layout of how it would play out 
if I did two a week to 500. And that puts us basically, let, let me take a look. I have it right here. Calendar. I have a Let's calendar. Refer. We are referring to the calendar. So that would put us at the end of September for 500. But All right. I, I don't know how I want to do it. Do I, <gasps> like a, a prostate, do I want to milk it and make it fall like on a very specific, meaningful day? Or, you know, like, do I want to do it where it wraps around a convention? But if I do that, then, that, I mean, we're talking October, November, so that's a little bit too long. What are you laughing about? Because <laughs> you're like, oh, when it, when it falls on a very special day. And all I kept thinking is, oh, God, it's the day he lost his virginity. <laughs> no, that's, that, would be, that would be, in a, uh, I believe, May. I can actually look up the exact day. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I will literally do I love it. Right it. Okay, let me, we'll do was it. Was it a spring break? No, it was after <laughs> Game 2. Oh, God, of a World Series? No. Game okay, two. good. Oops. 1992 <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals. Let's see what the day was. Uh, May 28th. Wow. So that's a little bit too long. Yeah. To wait. But, uh, yeah. That's... I, I was trying to see if there was a half birthday, like a half birthday. Oh, I got you. Divergent ending. You right. Know, but whatever. Whatever. Well, be, that's still November. That would be after yeah, convention. Yeah, still too so late. Convention. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And, and to be honest, I'm debating if I want to do something special for it. I mm -hmm. kind of do, but. There's another part of me that's like, it's just a number, you know, because I'm going to keep, Ugh. I'm going to keep going. So, but it's know. 500. Okay. Did you, has Dahlia D been in on this at all? What did she say? Uh, we actually have not discussed this specifically. Holy shit. Dahlia D. <laughs> she needs to get in on this. All right. We're going to, we're, we're going to plan something. Okay. We'll figure it out. Hey, does this figure mean I out. have to download Zoom? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, crap. I already have it. What, what are you complaining about? I've, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, like malware, it's on my computer somewhere because <laughs> I've done enough where I've, uh, you know, been linked into other people's projects, and mm -hmm. uh, it's probably floating around there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, we got a little time. A little time. We have a couple months. We'll see how it all plays out. Right. Maybe what we need to do is hear from the listeners because I want to do what makes the listeners happy. So if they are like, hey, let's do a big 500 blowout and have it be a thing, you know, may maybe I do it. I don't maybe. Know. Might be a good idea. Yeah. So fine listeners, let me know. You can let me know Twitter at the Dick Dangle, or you can email me Dick at danglinafterdark.com. Let me know what you think I should do with episode 500. And I will probably actually, as this episode goes out, I will tweet something out on what people believe I should do. All right, fine. I'm just going to make a whole bunch of fake accounts and skew it. <laughs> let Elon Musk stop me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm glad you brought that up. So apparently there is a new 
social media oh yeah app thread, out there. thread or threads Thre- i don't know it might as well be called threads. Plural. yeah so what is strings. it strings <laughs> string theory i don't fucking know i think it's just ig's pee poor attempt piss poor attempt at trying to make it some sort of feed layout like twitter but also i read an article that there was some beef that a lot of people from old twitter went there so that's who like helped do the thing to make it look the way it does oh okay that makes that actually makes a lot of sense and now I elon the layout, i'm like, like it's like, twitter yeah, and, and now Elon's like, meh, me, I'm angry. That's what I did. But he didn't. He just bought it. Yeah. <gasps> well, all he needs to do is just make Twitter better. <laughs> you know what? That's the damnedest idea. I know. It's, hey, it's I... just off the top of my head. It was there. Wow. I mean, maybe he needs to hire you. <laughs> I feel that way about a lot of companies. Uh, Yeah. I have a hard time with most modern companies because every company wants to make 20% earnings year over year in perpetuity. And that's just not how business works. Everyone's after quick cash. No one Mm -hmm. wants to look at it long term and build slowly. No one wants to build communities. It's all about what can I get now and F everybody else. And it's, it's such a horrible way to do business. Don't get me wrong. I know that there were bad businesses in the old days. It was just done a little Mm -hmm. bit differently, but I feel like I could have done more with the passions that I have pre 1980. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's because you could do it. And it just like, it was like, boom, Yeah. This, this is what you have. And this is what you retire on. And now good fucking luck with that. Right. Yeah. But with this show, As it goes on from this episode, we are actually going to look at different things that involve the adult community and how they affect it, how they affect everybody else, and maybe do a little bit of problem solving. Maybe there actually doesn't need to be any problem solving done. Maybe it's just a change of mindset. But uh, I feel the need to work on things that are a little bit more pressing it'll still be entertaining but i feel Mm. the need to just kind of take care of some of the laundry within sex work the adult community and such so Mm -hmm. that'll happen as uh the shows progress from here won't happen all the time but just as things arise and we feel the need to address them do you feel that's too cryptic oh you froze (laughs) you froze froze And I said I was down for a challenge. Ah, okay. And then apparently the universe didn't want that message to go through. So uh, (laughs) if it freezes again, clearly I think it's a sign. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Big Brother's watching us. Yeah. They're like, no, you're not. Click. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just going to derail this right now. That's right. (laughs) So I wanted to touch on a couple of news things very quickly uh, just to kind of get caught up on some interesting happenings over the last couple of weeks that I haven't had a chance to really touch on or things that have come up since the last episode very quickly because I have an affection 
an affinity for Hustler Magazine. I mean, they did interview me for their website, Mr. Johnny Blaylock. So their big news is they released their 49th anniversary issue. Wow. It's coming up. The it, big five zero. They have a big five zero coming up, and they're wow. still releasing every month. Yeah. It's very impressive where you have a lot of contraction from magazines on how much they release, which is fine. And you have outlets that have just completely gone away from print magazines, and it's all online. Mm -hmm. They continue to hustle, if you will, and keep putting out the magic. So from avn.com, Hustler Magazine's 49th anniversary issue has arrived on newsstands and in digital format. Inside features include three first-time Hustler honeys, Kayla Cat, Asia Vargas, and Coco Lovelock, an extremely popular and petite model. In addition, the issue pays tribute to 11 of today's top industry adult performers, as chosen by the editorial team, which how I'm not involved in that, I don't know, celebrating... <laughs> Each with an interview and multi-page pictorial. The highlights are Scarlet Scandal, Angel Young's, Vanna Bardot, Brooklyn Gray, Sky Blue, Emma Hicks, Freya Parker, Savannah Six, Kylie Rocket, Numi Zara, and Spencer Bradley. Oh, Spencer. I love Spencer. So oh. She holds a very special place in my heart. And the winning image from the magazine's anniversary issue cover contest features Mona Loveless and was photographed by Ellen Stagg. The issue also officially announces the magazine's 2023 Beaver of the Year winner, Holly Hotwife, who flew to Los Angeles for a photo shoot that will appear in the December 2023 edition. Do you want to talk about an absolutely skyrocketing performer model holly hot wife unbelievable how her audience and reach has grown so fast it is absolutely crazy well that's an awesome little accomplishment that well not little but an yeah. awesome accomplishment yeah for sure and i have a feeling she's just gonna keep that, oh, that yeah. train's not stopping anytime soon <laughs> So the next piece of news I want to get to, Kenzie Taylor is crowned July's MILF of the Month from MILF.com. Absolutely adore that woman. And I just wanted to say her name in this episode because I adore her that much. Congratulations for her to that. To her for that. Boy, for her to that, sure. I'm from Pittsburgh. English doesn't mean anything. No. <laughs> Now, this piece of news comes from another performer that I absolutely adore. It is Jennifer White. And this also comes from AVN.com. Evil Angel, Johnny Darkergo, deep inside Jennifer White. Whoa. Why? So for those who remember my last interview with her, she kind of teased a little bit that she had a showcase coming out. Mm -hmm. And it has finally been been released evil angel announced the release of deep inside jennifer white featuring white in a signature star showcase directed by avn hall of fame producer director johnny darko it's four extreme scenes include are you ready for this madeline i'm ready an 11 man blow bang 
pole. A DP gangbang and Jennifer's first DAP, which is, for those who are not aware <laughs> of this vernacular, is double anal penetration. That is uh, wow. That's pretty intense. So I mean, that's a fucking showcase. That that's, is a showcase. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really long DVD. It's almost three hours. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I don't know how long the scenes themselves are. But, yeah, I want to say it clocks in at, like, 170 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fucking woman. That, Jesus that, that's me. a lot of penetrating. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> Good job, JW. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so congratulations to her for this. I would be hard-pressed to find anyone who is going to take away Showcase of the Year from her at mm. the award season that is coming up at the end of this year, beginning of next year, because it's she's going to take it all. I have no it, doubt in my mind. Is that a pun? You just said she's going to take it all, and damn it, it seems like she did. <laughs> I didn't even catch also, myself saying that. But also, yes. if anybody does try to take that like that spotlight yeah. and do more or, or better, that just feels like a fucking vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they won Showcase of the Year, and uh, they can't be here to take the award because they're still in the hospital from film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of, uh, to kind of uh -oh. get off track here... <laughs> In a way, get off track. Not really. Okay. A lovely young woman that I have met through going to the conventions is Rebel Rider. Mm -hmm. And her and her lovely handsome man, Rex Radiation, filmed a 100-man gangbang. And they Put had my eyebrows back down. Right. They, <laughs> they had a couple of beautiful fluffers. That were there. Lacey Fox was there. Summer Days was there. And, oh, I almost forgot Kit Lacey was also a fluffer in that. So if you go to Rebel Rider Triple X and you go back to about June 24th, you could see all of this for yourself. Out of the 100 men she took, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, that's 20, 40, 60, 70 cum shots. And, you know, sometimes you have uh, guys that finish a little bit sooner. Sometimes you have mm -hmm. guys that aren't able to finish. So mm -hmm. to come out of this at 70, you're batting 700. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she... So much fluid. Yes. She, uh, she could get pretty intense with the stuff she does. But just because of her demeanor and the way mm -hmm. she films and you could tell how much she genuinely enjoys what she does it almost as intense as it is almost like i imagine the jennifer white showcases when you see someone that is enjoying it as much as they are it kind of takes the intensity level down mm -hmm. just a little bit enough mm -hmm. to make something that could be uncomfortable comfortable yeah and, i get that yeah and i'm always impressed with that so madeline ray if you were to have a star <laughs> showcase. You, you're laughing. Now, <laughs> would it be an 11 man blow bang or a hundred guy gang bang? Um, no. So uh, I would imagine you would like it to 
fit into your lane and what you like to shoot, what you are popular for shooting, most showcases are four to five scenes. What would you like to shoot? Oh, God, four to five? Um, There'd probably be some pantyhose worship. Okay. Let's see what else. Probably a little bit of bondage, just just to fucking throw things totally off. Okay. Because why not? Um, <laughs> Are you pegging somebody? Um, I don't know. I could. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's actually like I'd have to I'd have to think about it. Would I be the the, the toppy top lady, or would there be a little bit of switcherooski in there? Or well, that's what you call it. The switcherooski. I'm all about the switcherooski nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm over here. Look at right. me. I'm over there. You never know what you're going to get. Right. <laughs> Am I tied up? Am I sticking something in somebody's butt? Am I eating a whole rotisserie chicken? Nobody knows. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that I would pay to see. <laughs> Are you pegging? Eating a whole- <gasps> yes. Oh! Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, they are the table, and I'm just eating and thrusting. Yes. Oh, it's so funny how we literally thought of the same thing at the same time. I also like that we're wearing the same color green shirt, or so it looks. Wow. Mine has mushrooms on it, though. Okay. Your shit has wenches, but still. Uh, It says, wenches want me. It is from the Uh, Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival. Oh, of course it is. Of course. We had a moment. <laughs> yes, we did. We most definitely had a moment. It was very kismet. I don't know what my showcase would be. I think I don't know it would be either. It would have to be stuff that I've never done in real life, and that includes a lot of things. That would be like an eighty scene showcase. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't done a lot of stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive how little I've done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you carry that with you proudly. Thank you. I it's would. okay to not have done stuff or things. I still, you know, my my favorite thing is I'm like, yeah, I don't have tattoos, and people are like, what, yeah. what? And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. my little puff my chest out thing now. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have any tattoos, but there is a point where. You know, some people are able to get slut shamed. I'm lame shamed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of sad, but you know. I, I mean, that is what it is. I get both. What do you mean you don't show your tits on the internet and I can't see them? I'm like, oh, no, I just don't. What do you mean you do this sort of thing on the internet? No, I don't know. I just do. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, you get it. Just a- here. Much like Jennifer White, you get it from both ends. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. Yes. Yeah. True that. It is a shame. It is what it is. Yes. The next little bit of news I want to get to. Does the name Sue Johansson mean anything to you? Oh, I know. I saw. Oh, and it does. She was a lot of my first infos. Yes. It was for a lot of people. Now... For those who do not recognize the name, this actually comes from thechive.com, remembering a Canadian sex legend. Uh, 
Oh. Yes. Canada has lost its most legendary sex educator, Sue Johansson, at the age of 93. Her call-in program, the Sunday Night Sex Show, was a staple on Canadian television. Sue's show was a way for people to call for genuine advice about how to have more pleasurable sex lives, as well as a means to promote sex education. And I'm actually pretty fascinated by her legacy. I didn't realize the education and history that she has. So Sue Mm. began her journey into sex education when she was a nurse. Sue saw firsthand the consequences of ignorance and misinformation surrounding sexual health. Wanting to make a difference, she made it her mission to dispel myths and promote healthy relationships. In 1970, when no one else would, Sue and some fellow nurses pioneered Canada's first high school birth control clinic in 1970. Sue did her rounds on the late night talk show junket, making all of the top names blush. She appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and I remember those wholeheartedly because I love Craig Ferguson and you could tell he wasn't embarrassed, but he kind of was, but kind of bought into it. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. The late show with David Letterman. And then again, when Conan O'Brien was the host into her eighties, Sue traveled across the country doing Q and a appearances at colleges and universities. This is from the article. Mm. I remember seeing her in college back in 2003. She had that crowd of drunken students hanging on her every word. Sue had the ability to make the most sensitive and intimate topics approachable, doing so by fostering an environment of understanding and acceptance. I agree wholeheartedly. That was actually very well written by the Chive. So I remember the two people I remember, of course, Sue Johansson and Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Mm. But I connected with Sue a little bit better because she was a little bit more... Ah, all-encompassing when it Mm -hmm. came to the topics that she would approach. I mean, just the fact that she would go on these late-night talk shows and just have a duffel bag filled with sex toys (laughs) and just pull them out and be like, boom, there it is. And just hearing the crowd laugh and be aghast, you know, just, it was really funny. But to have somebody that made such a sensitive and delicate topic so easy to talk about, made it fun and made it where people could ask questions about it to further their education and knowledge. That was the big thing. And I think when it comes to anything sexual, that's the key. If there's a little bit of knowledge in there, great. If you learn a little bit of something about yourself, fantastic. But if you learn to accept things a little bit better that Mm -hmm. to me is the key and i know i just have this silly little podcast but i hope that there have been people that have listened to it and went oh he gets it like he's he's accepting about this and i'm learning about it and it makes me want to know more about it that's all i can hope for and i know that i will never be anywhere near sue johansson's legacy and reach and popularity but Man, she she was so cool. And, uh, you know, if I could do a billionth of what she does, then I will consider it a success. Yeah, she's. I remember my mom walked in on me watching the show the one night 
because she she would get off on uh at like 11 o'clock at night okay so i'm like watching and she comes into and it was like there's sue at the desk and then it cuts to commercial break and it's like my mom caught the old lady at the desk and she's like what are you still doing up and I was like, nothing. <laughs> and she was like, was that an old lady? I was like, a hey, commercial. And she just shut the door and walked away. Oh, very nice. And I was like, oh, ho, ho. thank you, old lady. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but yeah, that's that was a plethora of information back in the day. Oh, for sure. I always appreciated when you had sex educators that were a little bit more on the forefront of pleasure instead mm. of it being very scientific and it being very rudimentary, even old fashioned, you know, when you had the people like Sue that were talking about the clitoris and G spots mm-hmm. and being a little mm-hmm. bit more understanding of to be able to get to the orgasm destination. It takes a little yeah. bit more than just getting pounded now for some people that does work but it definitely doesn't work for everybody and she Mm -hmm. was that person that let people know like no 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 just because you can't have a penetrative orgasm doesn't make you weird or defective or anything yeah you are very normal yeah yeah so rest in peace sue yeah pour one out for my homie here yes and the last little bit of news i want to get to is a very, at least because I am not in the industry, a very surprising retirement. And that is actually Axel Braun. He Mm. announced his retirement at the end of June. And for people who may not enjoy adult film like I do, may not recognize the name, There is an incredible article and interview about him from avn.com. You can just go to the website and keyword Axel Braun, or you can go to danglinafterdark.com. Click the link to this episode. You will find it in the show notes and go to it from there. It is uh, safe for work, even though you're going to avn.com. It is uh, safe for work because there's no nudity in the article. But... uh, this gentleman, an absolute another pioneer, he made doing porn parodies an absolute art. And with some of them, they have been more well-received than the actual mainstream Hollywood movie that was released of it. It was unbelievable. He has won so many awards, nominated for 10 times that just an absolute phenomenon and an artist, to be honest, because he was someone that really looked at the detail of what making this style of movie was. He made all kinds of movies, but he was truly, uh, as a person said, the undisputed king of porn parody. And uh, like <laughs> the one he did with Suicide Squad, and that was the one where everyone's like, actually, the porn parody is better than the <laughs> Hollywood movie. Everybody go check that out if you were disappointed by the real thing. Exactly. A phenomenal article, and I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. There are going to be a lot of people that have some very big shoes to fill when it comes to the space that he is leaving. So hopefully someone is able to step up and just kind of think outside the box 
when it comes to how movies are made. I think there are some different avenues and angles that directors and producers can take. I'm not going to give it away just because you, n- you never know what the future holds for Dick Dangle. But uh, it's, it's definitely not porn parody. I'll tell you that. That man spent some money to make that stuff happen. Mm. But uh, I hope that because there are a lot of great directors in the adult industry, uh, Ricky Greenwood, Brie Mills, like you have so many people that really have a new vision of what adult cinema, adult movies can be. But he had a lane and I think he was so good at it. No one really messed with that lane, at least on mm. that level. So we'll see what happens now that he has retired. So very cool. So you know what, Madeline, I, I think we can actually call it a first half. That was right. cool that we were able to kind of rip through all those news articles. Wow. I mean, I'm, we're just that damn good. We are that damn good. Actually, you're just that damn good at listening to me talk. That's all I did this I mean, I did half. that too. Yeah, I mean, you're a better talker <laughs> than I am. People tune in to hear you talk. So when they're going to be like, listen, you said she was special guest host on this show. She said three words. She said max. <laughs> max. So... <laughs> But you did plan I need to do video podcasting and then I can do this and then it'll all be worth it. Right. (laughs) That's what I can do. That's right. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's right. Do some really slow barefoot karate moves. I love it. (laughs) Well, because your fans are disappointed at how little you talked in this episode, I think what they Mm -hmm. need to do is find out where you can be found so they can get more of you, where should they go? They should go to MadelineRay.com because I've kind of just not been Twittering lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been being heckled for it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've been getting emails and DMs like, hey, where are you at? Are you quitting? Are you taking a break? And I'm like, no, I'm just living my life, man. <sighs> yeah, but no, MadelineRay.com, uh, my Clips for Sale page, whatever, whatever, all the all the. All the good places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As for me, you're listening. You know where to find me. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you don't know by now. I can't help you. Oh, seriously. <laughs> I mean, we're closing in on 500. Someone's got to know something from somewhere. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, dear listeners, oh, holy crap, I got to talk about Rachel oh. Cavalli. Come on. Oh my God, don't get about Almost her. complete. I, oh, that's embarrassing. You hack. Uh, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I have regressed as a podcaster. Oh, 500, throw it in the trash. Just, you don't deserve yeah, it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to plow right through it and just keep going and we're not even going to acknowledge it. So with this episode, you get my interview with Rachel Cavalli. Thank you very much to Erica Icon of The Rub PR for the opportunity to speak to this beautiful woman. It all came about because she actually came to Pittsburgh to feature dance. And I've wanted to interview her, but I didn't really have the opportunity to kind of throw my hat in the ring to get it done. So when I heard she was coming to Pittsburgh, I'm like, oh, I will go introduce myself. 
watch her stage show and make it happen from there if she would like to. And she put on such a fun show. We actually get into quite a bit about her stage show and about her feature dancing in the interview, so I won't go on too much about that. But when I was able to meet her afterwards, I was absolutely captivated. She was so nice and very engaging. We had this wonderful conversation at the meet and greet and got some really nice pictures. Yeah, I think I need to really make this happen. So I asked, she said, yeah, you know, just get in touch with Erica and we will make it happen. And uh, we were able to make it happen. And I felt kind of bad because she was a bit under the weather during the interview, but she was able to be a trooper and get through it. And we ended up having a lot of fun in the interview. And I think uh, her fans are really going to enjoy it. I think they're going to pick up on little things. And it might motivate her fans to go and see her stage show, see her feature dance at a club near them. So thank you so much to Rachel Cavalli for the opportunity of the interview. Now I can properly end the show. But can you? Can I? Well, we'll find out. Find out. Let me shake it out a little bit. Okay, let me give this a shot. <clears throat> so, dear listeners, please enjoy my interview with Rachel Cavalli. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Rachel Cavalli, like the beautiful Madeline Ray, and all of the amazing nose-picking performers that you have heard on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to no, say that? You just called me out. <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you? I quit. <laughs> she picked quits. Some people rage ah! quit. She picked quits. Pick it and flick it. That's right. Well, lucky. Luckily, we're just on camera. You just go flick it at the lens. <laughs> Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can whether you are lame shamed or slut shamed own who you are and be okay with it take the sexual education that you have learned in your life from people like the lovely sue johansson and everybody else in that community and do your best with it and of course dangle on magnificent mm, don't worry Dick would be coming back. Hi, this is Angela Summers, and you're dangling after dark with Dick Dangle. Covered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is a beautiful sight to behold, both on and off your computer screen. She has worked for Brazzers, Elegant Angel, Adult Time, Girls Way, Girlfriend Films, Naughty America, and many more, with her performing prowess leading her to over a dozen award nominations and a 2021 win for Best MILF Performer from the Night Move Awards. 
but she also entices her fans with her feature dancing abilities, giving her followers the up-close and personal treatment only reserved for their dreams. It's time to let this FHM and Playboy magazine cover model take the top spot in your browser history. It is Rachel Cavalli. How are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I am doing extremely well. Before we get started with this interview, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Oh my gosh, online you can find me everywhere. Just Google my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in um, Twitter is Rachel Cavalli. Uh, Instagram is official Rachel Cavalli. And my Snapchat is Mistress Cavalli. And my OnlyFans is... OnlyFans.com slash Rachel Cavalli. <laughs> Very nice. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting you a few weeks ago when you feature danced in Pittsburgh at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, and you did an absolutely killer job. And the show that I was able to see, am I allowed to tell the listeners the theme for the show? Yes, Absolutely. So you were dressed in some neon fishnet material and you had a fanny pack on and I believe you <laughs> came out to Madonna. It was a very 80s theme and I enjoyed that immensely. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I love doing that one. That was my favorite to do. <laughs> so how was your weekend and what do you do when you are in different towns for a few days when you're featured dancing? Actually, my weekend there was great. I had a blast that weekend. That's my second time dancing at that um, club. And it, I always have a great time. And the staff is really good to me. So I enjoy being there. Um, usually try to get up during the day and get out and enjoy like a restaurant somewhere and talk to some of the people that are in there and just get an idea of what there is fun to do there. It's hit and miss. If we have time, we'll check things out. But if we're short on time, usually just grab food and a few drinks and then head back and get ready. Because like you said, the time there or time that some of them is very short. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of listeners understand that because like say you are feature dancing Friday night and Saturday night. Typically, you're coming in on Friday and leaving red eye like late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Yes. Yep. It goes by super fast. That's for sure. So along the lines of your Madonna fanny pack theme, what other themes do you have and, and how do you come up with a theme that will work for what you're trying to portray on stage? Um, you know, I've done the Harley Quinn last year was Harley Quinn. That was a huge one. People love that. Um, that was a fun one too. See, I've done like a feather, orange feather carnival look. I've done, let's see, I have done a cat. I have done, we even did like a pink panther one time in, um, New York. That was fun. I don't know. My makeup artist and I just like, we'll see something or hear a song. And then we just try to like do some stuff around it and we come up with different things. So keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been feature dancing and how would you describe the style that you've developed? Um, let's see. I started almost two years. It will be two years in November this year. 
I was terrified to do it. I'm not going to lie. It made me very nervous. <laughs> but uh, I started in Alabama for some of my first shows and had a great time interacting with the fans more than giving a show because I am not a pole dancer. I give kudos to the girls that are because I feel like they do not get enough applause for that hard work. It is very hard to get up that pole. (laughs) So I've done my thing sort of around themes and just interacting with the fans, which is fun for me. So I've come to enjoy it and kind of got over my nervousness. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely seems like you enjoy it because it seems like you're at a club somewhere around once a month, once every six weeks. And with as busy a schedule as performers keep is traveling for feature weekends, a break from shooting, or is it just kind of a branch of that career tree? Um, I would say just a branch of the career tree because I love shooting. I truly enjoy it. And I don't know. It's sometimes a lot of traveling can be tiring. (laughs) So it's, you know, but then it can be fun. You know, you, sometimes meet new people and travel places you haven't been and it becomes, you know, an adventure. So yeah, I think it's just part of a, another branch, you know? Yeah. And it was so nice to be able to see you. I was really excited to hear that you were coming into town because I've heard so many good things about you when it comes to people that have seen you feature dance. So it was really nice to be able to catch you that weekend. Thank you. It was good seeing you there. So thank you for coming. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, in a relatively short amount of time, you've managed to work with all of the major studios in adult, and it must be flattering to have your talents appreciated. How do you keep your popularity from kind of going to your head? Like what does happen with some people? I don't know. I try to stay humble. You know, I came from a small town. It took me a while to, get a name for myself. So I don't want to take that for granted. And I truly, I mean, I like, like I said, like my fans, I like meeting new people. So I try to, you know, look at everyone from a different point of view. So I don't get such a big head. (laughs) Now, similarly, you've been nominated for awards and have taken home a few and like I mentioned in your opening, you took home the 2021 Best MILF Performer for Night Move. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Award nominations and wins mean different things to different people, but it must be gratifying to be appreciated by the community who nominated you. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually really shocked when I won that award. I thought they were having me come up there to um, – read off the nominees for an award. And I was like, no, it's not my time yet. And they were like, no, you won. And I was like, huh? (laughs) So it was kind of funny. (laughs) Did you have a speech prepared? I definitely did not. (laughs) I definitely did not. Yeah. So, so what was your speech learned? (laughs) So what was your speech like? Was it just kind of a, pull different names out of a hat to thank or did you pretty much i was like oh my god i can't believe i won and i was like thank you night moves and thank you to all my fans and that was about it (laughs) i was like nervous and like caught off guard it was funny (laughs) 
is there an award that you're aiming for or do you kind of have a, a realistic appreciation of kind of the award process? You know, I think I would love to, of course, have like an ex-biz or an AVN one under me, but I'm thankful for anything that I get, honestly, to even be recognized with so many different beautiful women and for the fans to recognize me. I think that's awesome. So I'm, I'm just thankful for whatever I get, to be honest. I'm actually up. I think I'm up, let's see, for Porn Star Performer of the Year for Urban X and MILF Performer of the Year for Urban X. So that's pretty cool. I'm yeah. excited about that. Absolutely. Congratulations. Yeah. That's cool. Now, when it comes to your studio work, your likeness is on over 30 DVD covers. When it comes to taking DVDs with you to conventions or your feature dancing engagements, how do you choose which ones to have with you? You know, I usually it's kind of hard for me to get to all the like different studios that have those. Cause you know, some, so many studios that don't carry those anymore. So it, it just usually depends. I usually get to elegant angel. It's easier for me to get there and they have stuff already ready to go for me. And since I have my, um, my toy through them. It's just, I'll usually pick up a few DVDs and toys and take those. Yeah. I saw that you had a couple of toys when you were in Pittsburgh and it feels like I always want to check them out, but I feel weird asking to see them. (laughs) (sighs) No, it's okay. Okay. Good. That makes the next time I promise. (laughs) Yes. Next time. (laughs) Now, of course, you are an elite MILF performer, and when it comes to MILF roles, dominant is usually the flavor that goes with the scene. Are you mainly a dominant person when it comes to your sexuality? Uh, no, I'm not, actually. <laughs> I'm usually very submissive. So I come off as like the nurturing mother in the movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm going to make everything better for you. (laughs) (laughs) It must be interesting to kind of present that energy. And and I'm sure now you've become established in a way that studios know that that is your style. But in the beginning, was it a lot of studios going, okay, we want you to scold this person. And then it turns to sex. You're like, ah, that's, that's, it's not me. Um, it was hard in the beginning to tell them that, but then now the, the more that I've done, I'm like, I just ask the director, like, what do you exactly want for me? And then I go from there, <laughs> just try to put my dominance in and it, it plays it. I've done so many now that it's, it's like, I don't even think about it. So I guess I am kind of dominant. <laughs> you're, it's yeah. becoming who you are without you even realizing it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which may actually translate well to the stage when you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> you have a point there. <laughs> now, I know that it's your job and you have to kind of roll with the scene punches and what you're asked to do. But is there a role or a character that if you never had to play again, you would not be upset? No, not really. I can't think of any. I don't think there's been any time that I, oh, well, I take that back. A wrestling role I did one time, and I was like, that is not for me. 
<laughs> that is not my area. <laughs> was it- I have a lot of fans that asked for me to do the um, lift and carry stuff, and I kind of feel like that's somewhat in that wrestling, like – I don't know. I feel like it's like that, the wrestling thing that I did. And I was like, no, I don't know that that's for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to pass on that. Yeah. That is definitely a lane. Like, uh, there are certain studios that really work towards that stuff. And I know I could not do it. That is definitely not my energy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely different. (laughs) Not to be, not to typecast you, should I say, but you seem pretty tall, so you seem like that would be something that would kind of play to you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) We we just got to get you in the ring. That's all it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've been highlighted in and on the cover of a number of magazines, including Playboy New Zealand, Playboy Australia, and FHM Australia. Between DVD covers and magazines, are you a collector or displayer of your work, like, say, in your house, if you can do it tastefully? That's funny you said that. I I want to be, but I, I have kids, so it's hard for me to be. So I have my own little collection in the corner by my computer in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of hidden, but it's, I have a few of my magazines and my skateboard and DVDs kind of piled up there for myself, I guess you should say. And we will be talking about said skateboard in a minute. Have you had the opportunity to travel to the countries that you've been on the cover for, either for some kind of media tour or fan engagement? No, I haven't, but I sure would love to. I would definitely love to check New Zealand and Australia out one day. That would be very cool. Yeah, I think we need to make that happen for you. Right? I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) You have nearly 234,000 followers on Twitter and 447,000 followers on Instagram, and you do a great job with your social media. How long did it take to get into a rhythm with needing to post and keep your followers happy? Like, how much time do you dedicate to your social media? You know, I have to say I am I'm not the best. Instagram is a little hard for me. They're always shadow banning me, so I'm always leery about which picture I'm going to pick and put out there. But Twitter I try to stay on top of. I do that daily. So, it's a little bit easier for me. Yeah, it's, it's funny because a lot of performers complain about Twitter, but it's the one they're almost forced to use the most because it's the one that accepts for lack of a better term, the adult community? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They're a little bit more friendlier to us. (laughs) Now, on your Twitter, you give great teasers of what can be found on your OnlyFans, like having sex with your neighbor. 
First question, are there any houses for sale in your area? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? No, there isn't. It is very hard to get into my area, as a matter of fact. So, oh, damn it. All right, this <laughs> Lucky for the ones that get to live there. <laughs> oh, this interview's over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, what can the listeners find on your OnlyFans that is different from your studio work? I have a lot of solo stuff on there, different things. Um, feet stuff I have on there, which I don't really get to do much feet stuff. I mean, I've done a few, I've worked for a few companies for feet stuff, but not many. So there's, you can find that on there. I do a lot of customs for my fans. Yeah. There's a few different things on there, but you know, I'll tell you my mommy stuff, it flows over into my only fans. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of feels like it almost has to, really. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Come to mommy. Come to mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you mentioned feed stuff. Is that something that you are into privately, like in your own life? Uh, You know, no. Not really. I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't. I don't mind getting my toes sucked while you're banging me out. That's okay. <laughs> kind of like that. It's nice. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, gonna get a little warm in my studio as we speak. <laughs> I'll definitely take it oh, and a good foot massage. And oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love that? Right. So one thing that I really enjoy doing with the people that I interview is go through their social media and ask them questions about some of the posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about recent posts? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So very similarly uh, to your mummy statement earlier, uh, you said mummy is always there to take care of your wood literally (laughs) and the post is actually about you being at something called electric forest which looks really cool but what the heck is it (laughs) oh my gosh it is like honestly i have to tell you that it was probably one of the best times of my life wow it was so much fun the people there were great the forest is lit up and has a whole bunch of different tree houses it's very fairy tale like it goes almost all night long they have different stages all over the forest um that play huge they have huge djs and stuff there like it's like all different kinds of music they had ferris wheel the food's amazing the people are amazing um you do camp out unless you want to go back to a hotel but we actually camped out we roughed it. It was great. <laughs> but again, that's probably why I have this slight cold right now that I'm fighting. <laughs> so <laughs> probably went a little too hard. But between the lights and the music, it was a great, great, great time. Wow. Now, how long is this festival, for lack of a better term? Um, it's like from Wednesday to Monday morning. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty long one, but... So, and we didn't stay the whole time. We we cut out Sunday morning, but we did get our fair share of fun. That's for sure. Oh, that sounds really, really cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Now, is that kind of what your ideal trip revolves around? Like, do you have an 
ideal vacation and what does a good vacation look like to you is it relaxing or is it more kind of keeping busy and being in activities um usually more relaxing i have to say i don't really do the festival things too much because it's a lot i just i felt like this one was going to be good energy and being out in like uh, mother nature and kind of getting back to yourself i can say that was relaxing it was fun to be be able to dress up and fun stuff and have fun all weekend that was cool but my ideal vacation is somewhere with a beach <laughs> ah, gotcha okay. yes i am very beachy and spa i love a spa <laughs> love a good spa now the next tweet i would like to ask you about is actually a retweet of yours and the original tweet is from armani black and she writes industry fam running into each other at the airport. And it was her yourself and Nathan Bronson. Mm -hmm. Does this happen a lot? Because a lot of performers kind of fly out of the same airports all the time. Uh, yeah, usually Vegas and Arizona. We usually pass each other. Although I was going to Florida recently and one of the girls I just worked with, she was on there. <laughs> We were going, I was going back home to Indiana and she was heading to Florida and that was our first flight. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're constantly um, moving around. That's for sure. Now, are you someone that tries to lay low going through the airport, like hoodie and sunglasses, or do you just kind of go as who you are? And if you get recognized, that's cool. Uh, it's hit and miss. I usually, well, you'll usually always find me in a hoodie just because I feel like the airports are freezing and I like to put my hoodie up over my head because as soon as that flight takes off, I am out wow. and I don't like anybody looking at me. So I put my hoodie up <laughs> over my head to cover my face. <laughs> yeah. But if you see me, you, I, I love when people come up and say hi, I would rather you come up and say hi than just stare at me and make it super awkward, weird from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really creepy, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever seen or met someone famous at the airport that was not in the industry? I very rarely have seen somebody mainstream famous. It's actually funny you said that. I was in first class not too long ago on a Delta flight back to L.A., and the lady sitting next to me, everyone knew her in that place but me. And she even made the comment that, you know, as many times as she's flown and that she's, how much anxiety she has and this, that, and the other. And she was like, I think because the uh, flight attendant got her drink pretty fast and knew who she was, she made the comment about how people, it's nice that when people know who you are, that they take care of you right away. And then sometimes it's not nice because she just wants to hide. And I was like, I am, I, I apologize. I have no idea who you are. And she goes, I love that. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> I was like, I love that too. If you love it, I love it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> did you ever find out who? I did not. Oh, I did not. I was, I was thinking about, I was like, I wonder who that really was. I had no clue. <laughs> I was so ready to get home. I jetted off the plane. <laughs> Didn't even ask. All right. So I'm going to give you a chance to vent. Okay. What is your biggest airport pet peeve? Oh, mm, I don't know. I, 
If there isn't good food to eat in between flights, that's probably one of my pet peeves. I don't like the Atlanta airport because the, like when you go down to get on the bus or whatever the thing is, the train thing, it's so usually so busy and the door opens and closes so fast. I've almost gotten smashed in the door a couple times and it (laughs) really makes me angry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably big pet peeve too. My pet peeves are people who wear way too much cologne or perfume for a flight. Oh, okay. Where, where that's you can fair kind of, enough. Yeah, you can kind of taste it, you know. Yeah, and, that's fair enough. Yeah, the other one who the other one is when people take off their shoes. Oh my gosh, you would hate it then because I take mine off. <laughs> but I always have my socks on. I have like big frumpy socks. That's not too bad then. Right. Yeah. You know what else I don't like? I don't like it when you, they stop and like everybody starts trying to get off the plane. Uh, it's like, just wait your turn and let every, like, you know what I mean? Go by rows and don't push or like jump in front. That irritates me so bad. Yeah. I feel like that's such bad airport etiquette. <laughs> oh, I agree. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've got on that. <laughs> not, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you teased it a little bit earlier, and uh, you wrote, take me for a ride or hang me on the wall. Super excited to announce my merch collab with streetwear brand Inside the Drop. Yeah. You are pictured uh, with your likeness on a skateboard deck, which is super, super cool. And you also have posters and throw pillows and puzzles and shirts. You got all kinds of stuff and it's all amazing. How did this collaboration come about? Um, the guy, one of the guys, the, the photographer for the company had hit me up and asked if I'd be interested in doing it. And I was like, yeah, it sounds fun. I mean, my, I made merch the year before and I'd already ran out and I was like, yeah, it's probably due. You probably need to get something out there. So we did a couple photo shoots together and came up with this stuff, which is pretty cool. There's quite a few things to choose from t-shirts and phone cases. Yeah. The skateboard, I can't skateboard, but you know, I put wheels and stuff on it for a friend of mine. And when we took it to the shop, they, the guys there, they were like loving it. So (laughs) hopefully it does well. Did you have uh, any input to what you wanted your images on beyond the skateboard deck? Uh, No, we kind of came up with a theme like look together and that was what we had chose. There was a bunch of pictures that he had sent and he had picked the ones that I had liked the most. Yeah, I think the items are fantastic. And to be honest, they're very reasonably priced. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, especially the skateboard. I was kind of shocked. I was like, all right, that's fair. I thought it was going to be a lot, but no. And it must be interesting to see your likeness because most performers you know it's t-shirts and it's posters and stickers but to have your likeness on all this stuff is like man this is really kind of cool right yeah i'm excited about it i hope my fans like it too oh absolutely how can they not right (laughs) so the last tweet i would like to ask you about you wrote 
fuck a fan contest. I'm going to be choosing a random fan from my OnlyFans to fly out and make a video. So that's all I'm going to read from that. But uh, I imagine by now you have pulled the name. I have. Okay. Now, how excited was the winner when you told them? Very excited. Like, he didn't understand that he had actually won. He, yeah, he was like, he kind of like, it was like a joke taken and no, we were like, no, you're, I'm serious. You really did win. And he was like, oh, really? Like, yeah, he was, he's ecstatic. He's coming in on the 13th, flies in and uh, we're going to shoot that scene. And then he flies back out on the 14th. So shortly after that, it will be released on my OnlyFans. So fans will have to be looking for that that was a lot of fun though to do actually and i'm looking forward to it he's a younger kid he's super cute um he's out of florida so we'll see how it goes i'm excited congratulations to him and it must have been cool to have the first name you pulled work because there is some logistics to making this happen and i'm sure a lot of people kind of entered and you know thought well even if i win i probably won't be able to make this happen yeah actually um there was one that we had chosen from london first and i think that he was so nervous about it he couldn't do it so (laughs) we had to do the second one so which is not a big deal. It's both of them were great choices. Just one was a little bit more nervous. That's all. Absolutely. That's it, okay. Yeah. And it's completely understandable. It's you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, it's fair enough, you know? So what does the future hold for you? Is it a lot more studio work and working on your subscription platforms? Are you going to be doing any conventions? Are you going to do any vacations? What do you have going on? You know, I'm doing one more feature show at Sapphires at the end of July, on July 28th. Um, And then I'm taking a six-month break. Um, I may have to have foot surgery, unfortunately. So I may be off work for the next six months. But either way, I'll have tons of content backed up to put out and keep my fans entertained for the short time that I'm going to be off. Well, fingers crossed that it is a short amount of time that you are off. And thank you so much for your time this evening. It has been so much fun. Like I said, it was an absolute pleasure to meet you when you were feature dancing. And I've had so much fun this evening. Thank you for powering through your cold to do this interview. I've had an amazing time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And one more time, can you please tell everybody where they could find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Rachel Cavalli, Instagram at official Rachel Cavalli, Snapchat at Mistress Cavalli, and OnlyFans.com slash Rachel Cavalli. Amazing. So once again, thank you so much. And hopefully I get to see you again in the near future. Yes, I hope so. Thank you. Thank you.